0: Welcome, everybody, to our special um, limited series, Starf- or not Starfinder, that's a, a different game. Uh, Paizo, living rent-free in my brain right now. Welcome, everybody, to our limited series for Starfield. Uh, we'll be releasing from Bethesda. Uh, sometime relatively soon. I'm not sure when this will come out, but I imagine... It's it'll already out. It's already out. It It's already out. I've put so out. much time into this game. It's been absolutely amazing. And what you'll find is that this is a authentic Starfield experience that ties hand in hand with one of my favorite side quests. It's a little bit off the beaten trail, but... I think once you do find it, you'll you'll see that this is a pretty authentic homage to this particular side quest. Um, can, can you roll a
1: deception check for me,
0: real quick? Uh, oh, sorry, I, I'm the GM, so I win. Um, so uh, for for those of you who may not know my sense of humor, uh, this is uh, actually a um kind of a a made-up story. I don't know how well this kind of fits into the universe of Starfield, but I hope that it fits into the spirit of what Bethesda has offered with its other games, but with a little bit more sci-fi flair to it. Um, The system that we will be using is Monty Cook's Cypher system. I am using... Uh, the revised editions, the second edition, like SRD that was put out uh, by Monty Cook Games, as well as a little bit of content from the Stars Are Fire source book, which is sort of the sci-fi source book that came out to sort of complement the Cypher system. Other than that, everything's pretty much homebrew, so uh, I I will try to run this as faithfully as possible to the Cypher system, but you know we are having a little bit of fun here and i am a rule of cool type of gm so please give me some grace if i don't follow the rules precisely how they are written in the book so we uh, had previously recorded a session zero for those of you who aren't familiar with like a session zero uh, we took an opportunity to build our characters together, since this is a new system for the vast majority of us, and we uh, generated our characters and a little bit of background. And uh, this will be an opportunity for us to do some character introduction and stuff. So um, I will go around the virtual table, and I'm going to ask about your um, uh, ask your character's name. Uh, a brief synopsis of what this character is like, you know, like the 50 word or less version, and um, to tell us a little bit about the, the spot of trouble that they got into recently. So I'm going to start with uh, KJ Plays, uh, otherwise known by his uh, uh, real world name, Jason. Yeah, Okay. <laughs> Uh,
2: Jason, 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 um, Jason has, uh, a, let's call it a blossoming streaming, uh, career that he is operating or was operating from his mom's basement. Um, he's never had a job other than being a line cook for a little while, which he got fired from. Um, He wasn't very good at that. He's not really like great at anything, but he is really good at video games. Really good, like competitive good. Unfortunately, his mom doesn't really see it that way. Kind of felt like he should get a job. And after the latest incident of being swatted in his home uh, by Boris in his chat, uh, his mom had had enough and kicked him out. And here he is trying to make it um, after uh, being kicked out of his mom's basement. All right. Um, Oh, and I should I would like to point out. So in the cipher system, right, you have like the
0: uh,
2: adjectives or whatever, right? However you described it. Uh, Jason is a foolish adept who
0: doesn't do much. All right. Thank you, Jason. Next up, um, is it going to be Richie or RCH13? Like, what what is the preferred pronunciation of your name? It's uh, So RCH13
1: is a robot, uh, but he prefers everybody just call him Archie. Archie, got it. Archie, yeah, Archie the robot. Um, Archie is a series, probably uh, the initial series of robots that the United Colonies made um he has been a longtime companion of a daring uh, space adventurer, um primarily going to different planets and um uh, uh, saving his companion from a number of different um uh, mischief based things uh nearly dying most every time uh really is 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 kind of doomed in a way to in, in in the cipher system uh to die, um, pretty repeatedly. Uh, the The main thing with him is he is a mechanic that utilizes uh, gravitational technology, so he can um, not only um, like pick up, pick up and move things, kind of telepathically or you know, technologically. Um, he also employs a lot of magnetism to him, uh, and sometimes you know, working in a ship made of a bunch of metal parts that can be really good, or it could be really bad um, it, it, he is um, found himself in a strange situation where um, his, his best friend and also worst enemy uh, the daring adventure that he was with uh, was having an affair and um, by a series of situations um, found himself uh, preparing for deactivation
0: thank you Archie next I have Astrid Harbinger you're muted. You're Discord muted.
3: Okay, so Astrid is uh, sort of a escaped nepo baby, would be the way I would term it. She's from a uh, a family, uh, specifically uh, her father is one of those rich tech bros that uh, you know maybe has a little bit of a uh, <clears throat> little bit of a cult following. And um, uh, her mother is like an uninterested in her for the most part, uh, like socialite. And um, at some point, uh, she decided to set out on her own uh, and find her own way. Um, certain things she's she's pretty good at. She's um, she is a naive explorer who learns quickly. Uh, you could also call her a um, uh, uh, just a, uh, a a nepo baby who has a knack uh, and picks up stuff quickly. Um, and uh, she has she has changed her name. Her original name was not Astrid. Her name was actually a bunch of uh, symbols and letters um, that she decided uh, didn't exactly suit her as a name. So. Her, her her first name has been changed um, and um, she uh, was crashing with a uh, roommate. She, she gave all of the uh, money she had on her which was money she'd saved up from all her last uh, all of her birthdays. She just put whatever money she was given as a gift instead of an actual gift into a, a savings account because she never needed it and she gave all that money to uh, her roommate. And three months later, um, found out that uh, her her quote unquote roommate had uh, been drinking it all and uh, hadn't actually paid her portion of the rent with any of it. So she finds herself in a bit of a uh, a bit of a situation that she's not entirely sure how to get out of.
0: Awesome. And last, we have Cobb Koufax.
4: So Cobb Koufax is a retired former sports celebrity. Imagine a Joe Namath, a Shaquille O'Neal, that montage in Rocky Three, where Rocky is on the Muppet Show and doing commercials. Uh, imagine that. That's Cobb Koufax. And uh, then he got injured and had to retire. And he is real bad with his money, and he lost it all. So he went from the penthouse to the poorhouse, and now he's a workaday schlub who still pines for his glory days and still occasionally gets recognized and really appreciates it when he gets recognized because he was really famous. So his predicament uh, was he was at a bar one night and uh, got mistaken for a different celebrity and he took some umbrage at that uh, and things escalated and um, he wound up in some particularly bad
0: circumstances. All right. Thank you everyone for your introduction uh, we begin our adventure we our, our uh, establishing shot is the exterior of a large transport uh, this transport is operated by the Freestar collective and um, it's sort of nondescript it's very modular all the ships in this universe, are quite modular. You would have difficulty giving them like a, a make and model because everything's so modular. Like it, you're really just going to be classifying them by like their job or maybe like their size or anything like that. Because to say something is a you know um, you know a or a, a, a Mercedes or you know like anything like that, like it's just that kind of classification doesn't really exist. So we have this establishing shot of a very large um, starship, a lot of modular parts and stuff that seem like they could be picked up and dropped off as needed. And the um, designation of this ship is the Freestar Collective Penal Transport Spartacus. So this is one of uh, several uh, penal transports that the Freestar Collective operates. Basically they um, kind of act as a shuttle service, so they'll pick up some uh, prisoners and drop them off at different penal colonies, and they'll kind of shuttle them back once they've sort of uh, um, uh, pay done done their time. You know, they'll they'll bring them back into society or drop them off at you know whatever planet or system that they kind of desire. But part of the time served is on the ship while they're. Sorry, while they're making their rounds. uh, They'll drop them off to different penal colonies around the area, but that's kind of the job of the Spartacus. And the four of you find yourself aboard the Spartacus. Um, The four of you happen to have the same sort of accommodations. Now, you don't have... This is more a... um, Nobody has individual cells. Like, your your final destination will probably have the individual cells. This is one of those things where, like, everybody's kind of in a communal cell, if you want to call it that, and sort of share facilities. But this isn't really a a, a very, like, strict prison. It really reminds you more of a very small, like, airport terminal. So... Um, there, there's kind of like a seating area uh, it has probably about 16 chairs um, there is a small sort of commissary area where meals have been served twice a day and then snacks are sort of served, interspersed um, there are uh, several uh, private unisex bathrooms or, or refreshers that are available and the um, the the dormitory type deal, like the the sleeping quarters, are sort of um, like hard plastic bunks that are easy to sterilize with, like the the actual linens and stuff like that. So you um, you have you are essentially um, prisoners right now but you're not being treated very terribly you still have your street clothes that you were wearing um they uh you went through a, a sterilization process and a quarantine process <clears throat> um whatever possessions you had that could be considered dangerous have been confiscated and are stowed away um and will be returned to you uh, once your sentence is completed but you're basically wearing what you normally would. You're not in like prison fatigues or anything like that. Uh, It's pretty relaxed. It's almost Scandinavian the way this particular setup is. It's kind of free form. And even though it looks like it's designed to maybe hold about 16 to 20 prisoners at any given point, there's only the four of you um, at the moment. So you will have been on board for probably uh, varying amounts because uh, this ship does pickups and drop offs like sort of in a cycle. Uh, it just kind of continuously runs on this particular route. It's not like a, a, a back and forth. There's just kind of like a, a, a circuitous route that it runs and you're kind of at the mercy of this route. Um there there will be a um, we we kind of start well this isn't really in media res but we're we're getting our uh, our call to adventure at this point now um let me see is there anything the equivalent of perception um so i'm i'm going to have you all make like a uh uh perception chance a uh, perception check and this is going to be challenging which means the target number it's a difficulty five, which means the target number is 15. So this will be our first check of the evening. So uh, what I will do is I will set the difficulty, and I've set the difficulty to five. Your target number is gonna be three times that difficulty. So five times three is 15. That is the number you want to meet or beat on your D20. Now, if you have any, um, any assets, or equipment that might help that, you can ease the difficulty by up to two steps. If you have any skills that might be relevant, you can also ease the difficulty by up to two steps. So um, you have the potential to drop this from like a difficulty five all the way down to a difficulty one without spending any other resources, if you so desire. And this is going to be kind of like a uh, a perception check. So, you know... um, would anyone like to be perceptive this evening? I think that Uh, my character would make sense to be a little perceptive. Okay. Uh, So does Archie have any juice for perception?
1: Yeah. So I'm going to start. Number one, he's trained in perception. Okay. Uh, Number two, he does have the special ability scan. Um, I'm going to put that in the chat now so you can kind of see what I'm talking about. Um, The... uh, Effectively, I can uh, scan a small area as well. Um, I'm not sure if that would be useful for this perception check. And I also have an Everlight.
0: So you make of that what you will. Um, Because I'm not sure what we're looking for here. Right. uh, So I don't think scan is going to be relevant in this particular case, and I don't think the light's going to be relevant in this case, but the perception being trained in perception's definitely going to be relevant, so um, using that, this would be a uh, difficulty, uh, the task difficulty would drop down to four for you
1: Alright So that would be uh, 12 I'm trying to hit? Correct Correct. Alright, um, 1d20, right?
0: Yep <clears throat> There we go 17 you get there um you it, it's it's kind of difficult to to feel this uh, hence that the difficulty to task but you are getting the subtle sensation of this ship decelerating um like you can kind of feel that lurch now we're talking about relativistic speeds and everything and this is sort of uh we're, we're doing some uh uh Fantasy sci-fi here, um, but you are you're feeling a deceleration. You think that um, this ship is slowing down, and not in a uh, a gradual slowdown, which would be like, oh, we we don't, you know, we don't feel it. But like, you can absolutely uh, start to feel that. If and it might be because of like the uh, the servos and the gyroscopes, like in in your robotic body, are kind of giving you that. Uh, somebody's inner, somebody with a very sensitive inner ear might be able to feel this, but um, it's definitely something that's happening.
1: Yeah, um, I'm going to. I'm going to now speak. Um, aggravated screaming tone. Please hold on to your butts.
4: Is Archie obviously a robot, or does he look human?
1: Uh, Archie is most... If you have looked up what Vasco looks like, uh, which is one of the companions from Starfield, it is... Uh, if you like Borderlands, it's like Loaderbot. It, this this is a a large robot that has, like... It just has, like, a little eye for a
0: face. Oh, yeah, okay. Oh, all right. so the, There's no confusing. If there is confusing, yes. substances are probably important. Right, so um Archie so, is recommending everyone to hold on to their butts. Uh,
2: KJ Place has been live streaming this whole time through his chat <clears throat> and uh <clears throat> he's on his uh, smartphone live streaming and says... All right, chat, I really need you to keep smashing those likes. Uh, we really did. I think we did a great job hitting that last sub goal and we did steal that donkey. Like I said that we would, and here we are in the jail cell now. So chat, I really need you to keep smashing those likes. Okay. It's really important. Hit those sub goals. Uh, fucking robot keeps talking over here. I don't know what the fuck that's about, but um, let's just keep it going. I mean, you know, I I didn't know what was going to happen after the whole fucking, you know, that which should not be named uh, got booted from the chat. I can't believe fucking moderators didn't catch or sooner, but whatever. That doesn't matter. We're here now. um, So keep hitting those sub goals and what the fuck is this robot talking about? Can you like chill man? I'm, I'm like doing something here. Um sorry guys it's just this i don't know
1: clever. i'm just gonna walk over and just like look behind him just like stand like closely behind him and just like look at the screen like not saying anything
0: uh
2: yeah okay uh yeah uh all right uh i think i'm gonna pause the live for right now i'll be right back uh i don't know what
0: the fuck this is. i'll be right back he's in his life <laughs> to be crashed. Um, would anyone else like to react to the the the, the holding onto one's butts? Um,
4: uh, Cobb would call out like, "Robot, robot, do you do you work here? Are you a guard? <clears throat> what, what yeah, are I'm you? gonna I'm,
1: uh, so he's, he's I'm gonna walk over to uh, to Cobb over there and say, um, excited tone, hello there. My name is Archie. What's your name?
4: Oh, um, Cobb. You, you can call me Cobb. Cobb Cob Kofax. Maybe you heard of me. I you know. I, I I played with an Archie once. I um, um named after him. Good player.
1: Uh, am I named after a player named Archie? Yeah. Is that what you're asking? Yes. No, Archie is a short name for my um for my code that I was given uh, when I was manufactured uh, uh, in another system. Uh, what game do you play?
4: I, oh, as a master of of, uh, of sport, just, uh, you you might you might you know look in look in your uh, memory banks. There, I think you're gonna you're gonna find my name somewhere in there. If you search old, maybe some news feeds, uh, you'll, you'll know. I don't want to embarrass you by pointing. It out. I'm sure I'm sure these folks, these kids know know who I am.
1: Excited tone. That's very interesting. I'm very interested in what you have to say. I've recently found another sport player. Um, they are actually very good at smashing what I think they call is a like button. Have you ever considered playing the sport of smashing the like button?
4: Uh, you know, uh, you know. Honestly, my uh, my sport days are over. Air robot. Um,
2: uh, you know, I bet you I could I could smash that like like. Yeah, I just checked mean, it. I just checked it, and uh, you have, like, like, no followers on your platform, okay? Oh <laughs> I have, like, a hundred times more than you, so I don't know what, like, who you think you are, but...
4: In my day, we didn't fly. play on platforms. We played on the field. I don't know what you're talking about, this new sort of, uh, I don't know, e-sport. I don't know what an e-sport how many, is. I don't care. How many members were on your team, Cobb? Oh, we had
1: 12. How many members are on your team, little boy? What? (laughs) You said you have a lot of followers. How many members are on your team? How many teammates you got, kid?
2: Uh, I mean, I just kind of do, like, it's my own thing. Okay, hey, so like it's hey, my own platform There's no I right? in team I do have an editor right? Lesson I one. do have an editor sometimes for like my long form Videos, but like generally speaking Like this is just me Okay, I come out here, I grind You know, I get on my lives I do my fucking sub goals And I just got a new sponsor as well Maybe you've heard of them So it's uh, you know, balls and a drink And it's pretty fucking I know, it's pretty good hey, this, is, uh, hey, this is advice kid
4: you wary of getting into bed with balls I had a I had a sponsorship <laughs> deal with them years ago I I think they still owe me some money I don't know I haven't seen a royalty check in a while but um I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure they owe me some money Just saying <sighs> be careful there I guess what do you uh, you're, you're the only play you play chess you' chess player you play chess
1: oh no he smashes the like button for sport. I've observed this sport. It seems very, very talkative. There is a lot of strategy involved. If you need more information on this, I'm happy to provide.
3: So the girl in the top bunk hangs like half over the side of the bunk, like monkey bar style, and just is like hanging there, looking at all of you going, why are you guys talking about
4: balls? I'm about balls and butts, because we're talking about sports, lady. Uh, Oh, sure. Why are we holding onto our butts? Oh, wait. Are oh. we
3: supposed to be holding on to butts? I thought we were supposed to be holding on because we're in a moving vehicle.
1: Yeah, emphatic, worried Screech. Uh, the ship is slowing down, and I don't think that anyone's realizing it.
3: Okay, slowing down is not a bad thing, though. I mean, unless it slows down too fast, right? I mean... Resign Screech. I don't think
1: you all understand.
3: Okay, um... She she's gonna like flip herself down like acrobat style like she does it all the time. Oh, okay, so do do we have restraints in here or something? Is there like are there safety belts? Does do do we have like uh, like anti-grav like repulsors or something to help deaden the impact? What I mean we're, we're kind of we're kind of like in jail. I think
0: yeah. Well, it's a, it's a good ch- it's a good opportunity to take a look because you will see um, again, hearkening to the the airline mm-hmm. example, you will see a um, a light kick on that sort of um, it, it is a almost like a hieroglyph of like a a, a person sitting in a chair, um, and a uh, announcement will. Uh, broadcast, Um, for your safety, please remain seated until the uh, seating light has been turned off. Uh, This message is repeated in four other languages.
3: Ah. So I think they want us to sit down, but... Uh, there, is there any place to sit in this particular cell, or is
0: everything yeah. just kind of... So, imagine it's less like a cell and more like a waiting room.
3: Okay. So, uh, are there restraints on the seats, or are there just
0: seats? There's just seats, and, and the light and the message don't insinuate that there are seat belts, just basically like if you remain seated. Uh, now, the seats are situated similar to what you would see in an airport terminal, uh, some are back to back. They're in rows, and they're very noticeably bolted to the floor. So they're they're pretty sturdy. Um, so it
3: feels like we're on a train
0: or something or a tram. It it has that energy. I would compare it more to like a uh, one of the um, barges or ferries in Japan that sort okay. of goes between uh, the islands, and you're kind of in the in the passenger berth. Right, it it feels like a um, a moving uh, airport terminal. Uh, um, it, like I said earlier, it's kind of built for like sixteen to twenty folks, and you're the only four in there right now. So it's uh, it it's pretty spacious. But even if there were like sixteen or twenty, there would be enough space where you're not like you know shoulder to shoulder. There's still private restrooms, you know that that type of deal.
3: Uh, well, I guess I'll go. I'll, like, sit down in one of the seats. Okay. Like, we should sit down, guys, maybe. Well, except for, uh... You you can't really sit in a seat, can you? I'm sorry, what was your name? Big guy? Hello?
1: Oh, the... Um... Careful, but weary greeting. Call me, Archie. It's nice to meet you.
3: Hi. Hi, Archie. Um... Can you sit down? Or are you like your own seat, or
1: I, I, I suppose that I could try. I could try to sit down, and he goes over and like sits on like two full seats, and just kind of like <laughs> kicks his legs up and then like kind of like you know. Like, there's like a clanking about, and he's just kind of awkwardly like sitting with his legs straight out and his giant arms just kind of <laughs>
3: the, the robot version straight. of man spreading.
1: <laughs>
0: it's, it's not graceful, but you can make it work. Right, exactly. Um, Archie, I'll give you this one for free. Uh, the, the gyros that you have and the accelerometers that you have are definitely uh, picking up um, a little bit more. Uh, it, the, the ship is decelerating at a, um, a higher rate. Um, at this point, uh, some people might be feeling a little strange at their stomach, And not realize what's going on. So we're we're talking about enough deceleration that you're starting to get a a physical discomfort. More likely for for those of you um, meet sex with you know nervous systems and and whatnot.
1: Is there like any kind of terminal near, or like a a computer, or is it primarily just like we're in this like airport and there's no like concierge or anything
0: yeah there's not really a a concierge or anything like that any type of outward facing uh, terminal would be similar to just like a view screen there's not really anything that you can do to interface with it without being destructive Um, but there's uh, really the only thing that is um, on these terminals right now is sort of a animatic who's drawing experience
3: oh no that's not me I'm not doing that
0: So, <laughs> I think I can get rid of it it's all good
3: okay. alright thank you
1: <laughs> uh yeah I'm just gonna like lock myself into this seat I'm gonna like kind of like robot contortionist kind of like jam my my metal gizzards up in between the seats you know like just like okay schlocking those puppies right up there gotcha I'm describing a robot very much like how like a, a turkey would behave.
0: <laughs> I mean, fair enough. Um, if everyone will start to feel like that deceleration, uh, imagine the same sensation as like a subway train getting close to the station. Uh, you can kind of feel that, but it's much more prolonged. Like you, you feel this, it, it's it's that same sensation of like an airplane making that final descent and you have this sensation for a while the the view screens that we were talking about a little bit earlier they have just this um like animated picture of like a hieroglyphic person sitting down in a seat and the subtitles will say uh please remain seated um ...and they scroll through a bunch of different languages. You see English, you see uh, Mandarin, you see a, a, a Cyrillic text, you see uh, various and sundry, like Roman um, texts, maybe like a, a, a Spanish, a French, that type of deal. It's just kind of cycling through all these different um, Terran languages, letting them know that they need to remain seated. Um this goes on for probably about an hour until finally uh, the humans among you start to feel the relief of you know terra firma. Like, okay, we finally stopped. Um, Archie, your um, your accelerometers finally kind of calm down, and you, you get the the feeling that this ship has um, stopped in a relatively Relatively speaking, I mean, stopping in space is kind of a weird uh, thing to sort of parse. But relatively speaking, the ship has stopped, and we won't think too much more about this.
1: Okay, Um, are there any like personnel
0: around? This is
1: a prison ship. Is are there any like other than the uh, the guy in the hieroglyphic uh, chair?
0: Yeah, so that's really just like an animatic. It's not an actual person. It's just like an animated, like, hey, sit down. Um, and even that's gone. Because now, uh, now that the ship has stopped, and I use that in big air quotes, uh, that picture has stopped. And now you're just kind of left with like this. Uh, if you can imagine if uh, the Freestar Collective had their own television channel that moving graphic in the bottom right that they would have as their logo. That's kind of what's showing like in the, um, on on the screen right now. So it's kind of like in a, in an idle state. Um, as far as personnel, there's not really any here. Um, on occasion you'll get like the meals and stuff delivered. Typically that's sort of an automated, um, you've had a, a deputy or a warden come by on a few occasions just to check in pretty cordial um you know no one trying to like you know give you a rough time or anything like that just kind of you know sort of existing making sure everything's fine um nothing like that uh, after about another 30-40 minutes of just sitting here stopped into other sensations um you do get a notice that uh there is a staff member about to um come in there's sort of a uh um like a sliding door one of those that has like the teeth that kind of like interjoin and that slides open and you have a uh 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 uh, individual walk through there um they're sort of a male presenting um about six foot two uh, wearing um, basically the equivalent of denim with a um, sort of brown leather jacket and uh, the space equivalent of a trucker cap (laughs) space truck you you get the impression that they're probably uh, bald underneath even though This individual is probably like in their late twenties. You think maybe the baldness is a personal choice. There might be a little bit of stubble there, but he probably just prefers the the, that bald lifestyle. But is also wearing like the trucker cap type thing Um, and uh, clean shaven, like pretty much shave you know chin, cheeks, head, whatever. Um, In spite of this, definitely not eyebrows. Uh, yeah, definitely eyebrows. Not not a complete creep. Um, this... Uh, but certainly not a baby face either. Okay, he looks kind of uh, rough and tumble, even though... Because some people, you do the shave, and you look like you're four months old, but not this guy. Like, he, he wears this uh, pretty well. And um, he... He looks at everyone. He kinda of does a head count. He sees that there's four. Oh, let's see here. We've got Jason and RCH 13, Astrid Harbinger, and Cobb Koufax, correct? Yes, sir. Affirmative. Excellent. Um I'd recommend you grab a chair. We have a few things to discuss. I'm gonna literally grab a chair okay um right. Uh, RCH 13 um, at ease
1: I'm gonna let go of the chair
0: Uh, thank you thank you now my name is Deputy Cal Whittington Uh, pleasure to meet all of you um you are designated as triple alt prisoners um you may not know what that means, but essentially we have different classification of prisoners here aboard the Spartacus. And the higher the classification, the more dangerous, the more uh vile, the more wretched the individual. My. Once you get into, you know, three, four, five, six, you know, these are these are really tough customers and i think some of those big numbers we really like to assign to some of the more uh 'er ne'er-do-wells just to really emphasize just how bad these individuals are so higher the number worse they are now sometimes somebody commits a crime and it's not a one you don't assign them a one so you assign them like a zero and then somebody does something like, well, that's not even really a zero, so we call them a double-odd, and then then you've got triple-odds, and that's kind of what you folks are. Y'all are triple-odds. Uh, we don't think you're flight risk or anything like that. You've literally done the bare minimum necessary for us to have to do something about it legally. So normally what we do is we put you... Um, well, the time you're serving right now on this ship is sort of counted towards the, uh, the, the labor uh, that we would be uh, asking you to do, which sort of helps commute your sentence. And we wouldn't even really call this labor. It's almost closer to community service. Again, you're triple odds, so you, know, it, you didn't really do anything terrible. Uh, about the worst thing you did was you weren't able to afford your fine. That That's about the, uh, the, the heads the his Whoa, whoa, whoa. All right, chat, chat. Hold on. I'll be
2: right back, chat. Hold on. Uh, dude, dude. Like, you can't. I'm I'm on live right now. You can't be saying that. You can't tell them I'm fucking broke.
0: Okay? Well, Jason, I'd recommend you get off live because things going to get mighty embarrassing. And if you don't want this, like, shared with already, the public.
2: They're already flaming me as it is right now. Well? Oh, my
0: God fine whatever I mean that's I I, I don't know what to tell you other than if you don't want your dirty laundry aired you might want to shut the door